past few weeks have seen Britain hurtling along the road towards a rather rocky Brexit. On the Bible in the News, we have followed the British Brexit from Europe and have considered the prophecies that require Britain to leave the European Union. Let's be clear, we don't know how and we don't know when, but we do know that it is inevitable. Quite clearly, Britain and Europe are on completely different paths. The European Union is going to continue down its path to becoming a resurrected Holy Roman Empire. The scriptures are clear. The independent nations of Europe will yield their power to a centralized government that is guided by the Vatican at the center. This is what is described in Revelation. Chapter 17, verses 12 to 13, we read, The ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Well, the ten horned nations amount to nothing by themselves, but together they see themselves as a powerful system. They yield their power and strength, but notice who is riding or directing the beast in verse 3. He carried me away in spirit in the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman is the religious system that is historically drunken with the blood of the saints, as we read in verses 5 and 6. Upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. She is the mother of harlots, the mother church that has spawned the many other Christian churches that look for her to her for leadership. But she is a butcher who has persecuted the saints throughout history. People forget the litany of crimes and are happy for her to assume the reins of power and influence once again. She is clearly identified in verse 9 where we read, Here is the mind that hath wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sits. Well, the Vatican is the religious system that sits upon the seven hills of Rome. All the nations of the world queue up for an audience with her. As we read in verse 18, The woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. The nations of Europe, influenced by the Vatican and destined to collide with the Lord Jesus Christ when he returns. As you read in verse 14, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Well, while the nations of Europe combine with Russia to come against the land of Israel in the very near future, Britain, described as Tarshish in prophetic language, is seen standing apart from their evil plan, as we read in chapter 38 of Ezekiel and verse 13. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, and to take away cattle and goods, and a great spoil? So rather than making war with the Lord of hosts, the King of Kings, they are shown to bow the knee in supplication when he takes the throne in, the, in Jerusalem. We read in Psalm 72, verses 1 and then 10 to 11, Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness to the king's son. So this is when the Lord Jesus Christ is enthroned in Jerusalem. And then we're told that the king of Tarshish and of the isle shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. So some have asked why we are focused on European and British politics. 
Well, the reason is clear. The Lord has given us indications of what is going on as proof of his existence and proof of his hand in world events. This is what it says at the beginning of Revelation, chapter 1 and verses 1 to 2. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. And there is a blessing for those who take time to see what is going on, as we read in verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things that are written therein, for the time is at hand. And the Lord exhorts us to watch, as we read in Luke chapter 12 and verse 35 to 37. Let your loins be girded about, your lights burning, and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he returns from the wedding. That when he cometh and knocketh, he may open unto him, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, he shall, he shall gird himself and make them sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And it isn't reserved for an intellectual few either who like to look at prophecy. As Mark 13 tells us in verse 33, Take heed and watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. What I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. So as we watch, we see there are clearly different directions a nation of Europe and Britain are to take. One is going to make war with the Lord Jesus Christ upon his return, and the other is to submit to him upon his return. The diverging paths of these two biblically identified entities began to divide with the Brexit vote three years ago. The British John Bull has been convulsing with EU withdrawal symptoms ever since. The political class has been struggling to follow through on the vote of the British people. The Remain-friendly Conservative Prime Minister David Campbell resigned following losing the referendum. His successor, also a Remainer, Prime Minister Theresa May, resigned after three years of negotiating with the EU and failing to get her withdrawal agreement through Parliament. Why did her deal fail? Well, because it would tie the British people to the European Union with the backstop agreement. Well, what is the Irish backstop agreement? The Republic of Ireland and the United Kingdom were both members of the European Union. After the Good Friday Agreement, the peace treaty between the IRA and Britain, the physical borders between Northern Ireland and Britain were able to disappear. The EU is using the peace in Ireland to drive a wedge into the midst of the British people who voted for Brexit by threatening a descent back into the sectarian violence of the 1970s. The backstop is Europe's way to keep North and South of Ireland from having a border once again. The BBC described it this way. The UK and Ireland are part of the EU's single market and customs union, so products do not need to be inspected for customs or standards. But after Brexit, all that could change. The two parts of Ireland could be in different customs and regulatory regimes, which would mean products being checked at the border. The backstop is designed to solve this problem. As the article states, it would see Northern Ireland staying aligned to some of the rules of the EU single market. 
That means that goods coming into Northern Ireland from elsewhere in the UK would need to be checked to see if they meet EU standards. It would also involve a temporary single customs territory, effectively keeping the whole of the UK in the EU Customs Union. These arrangements would apply unless and until both the EU and UK agree they are no longer necessary. End quote. Well, the problem with this is that it keeps Britain inside the EU Customs Union without any clear way of getting out of it. It could go on indefinitely as both sides would need to agree to the termination of it. The EU could simply withhold its consent and keep Britain a prisoner inside of Europe. Well, it is the withdrawal agreement where Britain steps out of the decision-making process of Europe but is bound by their rules and regulations. This effectively turns Britain into a vassal state of Europe even more than it is today. Whatever the political arguments are for and against Britain accepting and withdrawing an agreement, the key issue is that it goes against the prophetic directive laid out in Revelation, Daniel, Ezekiel, and others. Politicians, though, are just politicians. And there is a problem with politics. Their primary goal is to keep in power. This is a trait of human nature. As the Lord pointed out to his disciples, when he said in Mark 10, verses 42 to 45, you know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be the greatest among you shall be your minister, and whosoever will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many." Well, not so in the world of men. The goal is to be the chiefest and lord of others. Politicians may have an underlying ideology, but they will quickly sell out their principles to stay in power, even the most principled among them. This is why British politicians have struggled obeying the will of the people. They want power. They have courted European big businesses and are afraid to make a break with Europe, fearful that they will be out of the club that has power and strength with the beast. However, the angelic hand behind the scenes is moving them towards the outcome that God desires. Sometimes the angelic hand is deployed against politicians that don't want to move in God's direction. Gabriel explained to Daniel how things work behind the scenes in chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, when he said, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, or angels, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. Well, Gabriel was unable to answer Daniel's initial call for a period of time because of the prince of Persia withstanding him. He, helped, he was helped by Michael, the archangel, and following his meeting with Daniel, he would return to the struggle, as he records in verses 20 to 21. He said to me, Knowest thou wherefore I am come unto thee? Now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia, and when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scriptures of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael your prince." So Daniel was amongst the privileged through, including Gabriel and Michael, yet as the servants of God, he had been invited to see what was going on behind the curtains. Now we don't see the movements of the angels, but we know the eventual outcome. So will Boris take Britain out of Europe? 
Well, this week, Macron and Johnson met in Paris. With the now famous foot-on-the-table stance of Boris Johnson that seems to be garnering more interest than the content of the meeting, Nigel Farage's program on LBC captured what Mr. Macron came out and stated. We will make the most of this period of time, and uh, Michel Barnier will be part of that, uh, the European negotiator, um, trying to find solutions with that, uh, totally uh, reshuffling the um, withdrawal agreement, because there has always been a lot of work, and it's been uh, approved by the 27. I very much uh, want all of us to find a solution. That being said, I can be very clear. We will not find a new withdrawal agreement within 30 days, which will be very different from the existing one. It is just that what Michel Barnier has uh, negotiated can be amended. Amended, uh, you say, amended. with the integrity of the uh, single market and, um, and, and the two goals I've mentioned, then we can find a solution. There is a big debate amongst Brexiteers over what Prime Minister Johnson is currently doing in the European Union, as you could tell by uh, Nigel Farage's overlay on that clip. Boris Johnson has become Prime Minister and has vowed to take Britain out of the European Union. In his speech in France to Macron, he stated... I want to make it absolutely clear to you, uh, Emmanuel, to the French people, uh, that of course I want a deal. I want a deal. And I think we can get a deal, and a good deal. And I was powerfully encouraged by our conversations last night in Berlin with our mutual friends. And I know that with energy and with creativity and application, we can find a way forward for all our businesses and our citizens. But as you yourself has ju have just pointed out, uh, Emmanuel, uh, it is vital for trust in politics that uh, if you have a referendum, then you should act on the instructions of the voters. And that is why we must come out of the EU on October the 31st, deal or no deal. Well, the Prime Minister would like a deal, it is clear which Nigel Farage is arguing is Mrs. May's agreement with changes to the backstop. Let's listen to what he had to say in his show. Let's listen to that key part of what Emmanuel Macron had to say today, which everybody else seems to have missed. Here it is. What Michel Barnier has uh, negotiated can be amended. So... Macron says we can't change the whole thing. It's impossible. Wholesale change is not going to happen, but we can amend it. And what is Boris Johnson asking for? He's asking for an amendment on the backstop. He's asking for what he calls alternative arrangements. Let's hear Boris on that point. I think what Angela Merkel was saying uh, last night, if I, if I got her correct, I think I was standing next to her, she said, uh, if we can do this in two years, then we can do this in, in 30 days. And I, I admire that, that can-do spirit uh, that she seemed to, to have there. And I think she's right. I think that the technical solutions are readily available, and uh, they've been discussed at great length. Uh, you can have trusted uh, trader schemes. You can have electronic pre-clearing uh, for goods moving across the border. I just want to repeat one crucial thing. Under no circumstances will the UK uh, be putting checks at the, at the frontier. And uh, we don't think it's necessary from the point of view of the uh, EU to, to do that, to protect the integrity of the, of the single market. We think there are other ways of doing that. Uh, we've got, I think, adequate time to do it. Let's get on and do it. Boris is going for a withdrawal agreement. Forget all the talk 
about do or die. Oh, I know there are some. And I spoke to some Tory MPs this morning who said, no, no, Nigel, don't worry. He's just doing this because he wants to appear to be reasonable. He's doing this because he doesn't want, you know, the sort of Philip Hammond wing of the party to vote against him in a motion of confidence. But don't worry, Nigel, they tell me. He's really going for a clean break, no-deal Brexit on the 31st of October. But then those very same people told me, Nigel, pack your tents. Go home, because Theresa May is going to deliver. I don't believe any of it. I think Boris Johnson is going all out for an amended withdrawal agreement. Added to that, a political declaration that will effectively leave us tied to the European Union for many years to come. That's my view. Well, where will this go? Will an amended agreement be put into Parliament once again? And if so, will it be accepted by Parliament, who has rejected three Theresa May agreements? Will Britain still be tied to Europe through this? Will Boris Johnson fail at his intentions for a revised withdrawal agreement, and this will see Britain crash out of the EU? Will some in the Conservative Party join forces with Labour to force another election, or try to force a referendum? Well, the BBC reported... Mr Corbyn has cancelled a trip to Ganya, urging MPs to meet him next week to discuss ways to prevent a no-deal Brexit. He has proposed that MPs should help him defeat the government in a non-confidence motion and install him as a caretaker prime minister. If he wins the vote, he plans to delay Brexit, call a snap election and campaign for another referendum. Well, it remains to be seen where things will end up, but the overall outcome is clear. Britain will leave Europe. It might take a little while. It might take different leadership. The present leadership might be forced to do what it doesn't want to do. It might take a crisis that is yet to develop to force Britain out. It is inevitable that it will be removed in order to conform to the scriptural picture which the prophets paint. The angels are at work in the background. Michael, Gabriel, and others are working just as they were back in the time of Daniel. We have been given the tools to watch, just as Daniel was. We have the privilege of knowing that the return of the Lord is near. So let us gird up our loins, have our lights shining brightly, and be prepared to meet him. For the Bible and the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.